Welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturges, Mississippi. It is our goal to take the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you not only enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we hope and pray that it changes your heart and moves all of us to life change and action. God bless and enjoy. Many of you, uh, many of you know how things are done and how things go, and sometimes we overlook things in a lot of ways. But uh, this Sunday marks the third year that Trevor's been full time here, and so. I know he's out of here right now, which is why I did that, because he would be red-faced. But uh, let him know you're thankful for him when you see him today, okay? Uh, well, in the past several weeks, as I normally do, I, I go through where I believe God is leading, where God is directing, where God is going. And so in the next, uh, the next short while, we're going to be looking at Jesus is greater. In the book of Hebrews, it gives us a great challenge. And that challenge is knowing God in that discernment sense and understanding. But anybody will tell you today that there's a marked difference or there's marked differences in knowing and understanding something. If you've lived long enough, we've had many interactions that require learning, that require retaining and making use of what we know. This giant term of things is called assimilation. Assimilation means that we make the information readily available to integrate into a circumstance or situation when it's needed. It's always on those ready-to-use kind of thing that we come into things. So we all bring a lot into what we learn, what we know. Now the book of Hebrews, which is where we're going to be today, the book of Hebrews is not the easiest of the New Testament to study. It's the best book, however, for learning who Jesus is. And this is why we're looking at Hebrews starting today through March. We're going to go through Hebrews in this new year. It's unusual, the book of Hebrews, because no one knows for certain who wrote it. They have theories of who wrote it. But we do know it has to be someone that fits these two qualifications. They know Jewish tradition and Greek philosophy. So they have to be someone who is well steeped in Jewish tradition but also in learning Greek philosophy. We know the Old Testament, Hebrew, the New Testament, Greek. We know a lot of things that go on with that. So Hebrews was written to first century Jewish Christians. Now, what was going on in the first century Jewish Christians? They were believers moving away from the legalism of the Jewish tradition and standing against the prophets and their practices that were putting angels and other things above Jesus Christ. And so in these things, they're meant to unify the church. In this understanding of Hebrews, it's meant to bring people together to the correct knowledge of what that is. Now, the Greek word kraton, it's K-R-E-I-T-T-O-N. It's used 13 times in this book. And what does it mean? It means this. It means that Jesus is superior, better, or greater. So the understanding, the understanding that I want to bring to you today is that Jesus is greater than anyone or anything. So let's pray. 
God, I come to you this morning. God, I thank you for the ability that we have to be in your house, God, to serve you and you alone. Father God, we have so many things that we've brought with us from 2022, God, that we just need to leave there. So, Father God, I pray as we dive into the book of Hebrews, as we look into your word, as we delve into the facts that are written here, God, that we know and understand you better than we ever have before. Father, and it's in your great and mighty name we do pray. Amen. Well, the first question I think comes from this, and the book of Hebrews is this. Does God still speak to you and I? Emphatically, we would all say, yes, of course God speaks to us. Of course he still speaks to us today. So Hebrews 1.1 says this. says that God, after he spoke long ago, and the prophets in many portions and in many ways. So God has been speaking and will continue to speak to all who listen. So there's a, there's a great difference here. Are we listening to what he is trying to say to us? I think a lot of times we take this knowledge that we have for granted. Most of us have a Bible in our homes. Most of us have the opportunity and the freedom to look into the scriptures. Many of us have a cell phone or an app or something that will put every translation we've ever heard of at our fingertips. And so God still speaks to us. And the connection here is he still speaks to us just like he did in the Old Testament. Just like he did in the tradition, the Jewish tradition, he still speaks today. But Jesus' arrival was built on that Old Testament foundation, wasn't it? Jesus' arrival was foretold for years and years before then. So Jesus' arrival, as he tries, the writer tries to make a distinction between so many people who were given credence to angels and others as above God, Jesus is here saying, this is different. It says, it says in verse 2, In these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the world. The foundation is Jesus. It was built upon that foundation, his arrival. In the beginning, humanity took a turn that God didn't intend for us to take. And sin entered that world. And ever since that sin entered that world, what happened? There was the promise of Jesus that was to come. But Jesus is greater. So with Jesus, there came a newness. And we can kind of identify with that with the starting of a new year, right? In the starting of a new year, there's newness, right? There's anticipation. There's plans. There's things that are set forth that are, be that are behind us. We don't want to go there, but they're set forth ahead of us that we want to do differently this year. And we want to have this newness, this beginning, this fresh start that comes with Jesus in our lives. So Jesus, in verses 3 and 4, it says this, that and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he inherited a more excellent name than they. So there's a distinct difference between the angels which serve God and Jesus. 
right? There's a difference. He's greater. He is mightier. He is more powerful. And he sits at a place of prominence in heaven itself. So we also see in that passage that he is even greater than these. How many of you go through grateful or go through times in your life where that greater than symbol, you have to learn if things are greater than, less than, or equal to, right? I'm not, I'm not throwing too many people off. Some of you have, some of you were looking at me like we didn't study that when I was in school. But greater than meant that whatever was this side was greater than whatever's on that side, right? Depending on how you're looking at this. But Jesus being greater than that is the distinction that's coming up here. It says Jesus is even greater than these. They're talking about the angels. They're talking about the way that people tend to worship things that are not God. And so in this church, in this time, in this period, they were getting things out of order. They were putting things ahead of Jesus that ought not be there. And so we see here in verse 5, it says, For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and again I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. How many times have we read, or has that ever been said to angels? It hasn't. He's making a point here. The writer's making a point here. And it also says here in this passage that even, even the angels worship him. Amen? Even the angels worship him. Verses 6 and 7 says this, And when he brings the firstborn into the world, and he says, And let all of the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angel winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Just last week, we studied the coming of Jesus, right? Jesus' birth, right? And there was a host of angels who met with the shepherds, right? They were singing, holy, holy. They were putting him in his right place. They were worshiping. They were there. And so even the angels of God worship him. Even he is greater than they. The second part of what this lets us know is this, is that Jesus' throne and his reign, it does not end, right? It goes on and on, right? It doesn't end. He doesn't just reign for a period of time. He reigns forever, and his reign is without end. It says here in verse 8, it says, But the Son of God, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. He reigns forever and evermore. Not only did he come, not only did he create, not only did he redeem, but he is alive and reigns forever and ever and ever without end. That means that not only did he save you, not only did he create you, but he's going to be there with you for the long haul. He's going to be there with you when you get your world out of order and put things ahead of him. He is stronger and he is mightier. He is greater. Jesus is anointed above others. That means that he should hold that place of prominence in our lives. Verse 9 says, You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. Jesus is greater. I want you to get that. I'm going to say it over and over again so you get it. But 
he also does this. He remains when everything else perishes, doesn't he? When everything else falls asunder, when everything else is temporary, when everything else falls through, when the present struggles, anxieties, and sicknesses come to us, he lasts past those. Verse 10 and 11 says, And you, Lord, the beginning, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain, and they all will become old like a garment. In other words, when everything else fails, the Lord will never fail us. Amen? When the whole world goes down, when the world makes decisions and choices that are not glorifying of God, He is here. He still remains. And the other thing that this passage teaches us this, is that the Lord never changes, does it? The Lord doesn't change. He doesn't decide on another day that He's going to be in a different way. He always has been and always will be. The Lord never changes. Verse 12 says this, And like a mantle, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will also be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And they are not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who inherit salvation. So I look at this and, and I begin to try, to try to flesh through all of this and it asks the question in my life and I, and I think it should ask the question in your life, are we meant to live in a holy manner just like these Christians are being called to live? Are we being grabbed on, pulled on, told in this that we need to do so in that way? We need to live in that kind of manner. Well, if we, we hop over to Romans 12, in the scriptures. So we're in it. We were in Hebrews and we're moving over to Romans 12. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. They, it lends us, pulls us, challenges us to do something a little bit different than we're normally lending to do. It says this in verse 1. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to who? Acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship. Verse 2 is important. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. In other words, it's saying, look, do not live like the world. Live in a manner different. You're going to stand out. You're going to be different. But it's for the name of Christ that we live, for the service of Christ that we live, so that God can take us and make us and mold us and shape us into who he wants us to be. See, we look at how we come to Jesus as believers. We're not meant to just stand there and stay there stationary. God still wants to do stuff in our life. He wants to mature us. He wants to help us know there's a better way. So if we take all of this in Hebrews and we take this in Romans and we look at it, our witness for salvation's sake matters more than ever before, doesn't it? Our witness in Christ for His glory that He is greater means more than ever before as we jump into a brand spanking new 
we start something fresh, as we make all of these promises, one of the promises we need to make is this, that Jesus is greater. And all of his strength can be our strength. There was a story of a little boy that declared that he loved his mother with all of his strength. He was asked to explain what he meant by all of his strength. He said, well, I'll tell you this. He said, you see, we live on the fourth floor of this tenement, and there's no elevator, and the coal is kept down in the basement. Mother is busy all the time, and she isn't very strong. So I see to it that as the coal, the coal hold is never empty, I lug the coal up four flights of stairs all by myself. It's a big load. It takes all of my strength to get it up there. Now, isn't that loving my mother with all of my strength? I think about that, and I begin to ask the questions in this way. Aren't believers to do that with the strength of the Holy Spirit in order to shine a bright light on the salvation that is afforded through Christ Jesus? Are we meant to use all the strength that God has given us to bring glory to His name? I look at it in this way. It's our story, yes, when we tell our testimony, but it's for His glory. Amen? It's our story, but it's for His glory. It's not so that people can look at you and I. It's people can look at Him. So this morning, I've got several questions I really want you to contemplate or think about this morning. The first question is, in what ways are you discovering Jesus this morning? In what ways, as you approach this brand new year, are you discovering Jesus this morning? Albert Schweitzer said this, And to those who obey him, whether they be wise or simple, he will reveal himself in the toils and the conflict and the sufferings which they shall pass through in this fellowship, and in the ineffable mystery they shall learn in their own experience who he is. Discovering Jesus. It's one of the greatest things that you can do in your life as you look to why and what purpose you are here for. Look to Him. Discover Him and what ways is He leading you this morning. Secondly, we all come with different ideas and thoughts, different experiences, different sins that we've been through, that we've made decisions for. We all come to the reality, though, that then the choice of Jesus or living in sin. If you this morning had to draw a firm line in the sand declaring whether or not you were with Jesus or the world, which side would you be on? See, Scripture warns us in that sense. It says you cannot be lukewarm, doesn't it? It says you cannot be lukewarm. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot with Jesus. Revelation 3.16 lays it out. says, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. How many of us have ever had that, that, uh, that experience where, where, where maybe we kind of ate something too much and kind of threw up in our mouth? I kind of feel of that nasty feeling. Y'all are thinking about it right now. You know what that feels like. And I kind of think about this. Because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, Right? You've got to be one or the other. You've got to either be for him or against him. There's no metal room in this. Thirdly, what a sight can we imagine this to be? The reality of this is what I'm trying to bring to you in this moment. Is that hell is torment and separation from God for all eternity. 
So you and I cannot afford to live trivially, right? We can't afford to live without consequence in that way. We must choose to follow Jesus and Jesus alone. The disciples, when they met Jesus, what did they want to do? They wanted to take care of all kinds of things, right? They had all kinds of excuses. They had all things they needed to button up and take care of. And Jesus says, I want you to follow me. Period. He said, I want you to follow me. And the disciples had to leave all that behind and follow him. But some of them struggled with that aspect. As for us today, who are we following? That's a key question as we go into a brand new year. Who are we following? If we say Jesus is greater and that's what we're landing on, then who are we following? See, we cannot know the master intimately and cannot mature in our faith until we're willing to leave it all behind. It just might mean that today we need to commit ourselves to doing just that. We say Jesus is greater. And we oftentimes throw that out. But do we really mean it? This morning, I want to afford you the opportunity of knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. See, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Either you say yes to Jesus. I trust in you, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Take my sins as far as east as west. God, give me that forgiveness and fresh start. Let me be born again in you. Either you say that or you don't. Either you know him or you don't. There's no metal ground. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning? In your life, have you said that he is greater than anything and everything that I might face? Is he greater than angels? Yes. Is he greater than anxiety? Yes. Is he greater than addiction? Yes. Is he greater than anything that I faced? Yes. The answer is yes. It always is and it always will be. Does he know what I'm going through? He does. Has he been through what I've been through? He has. Does he care? He does. Is he still living and active? He is. And I hope this morning, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that you are comforted and challenged, that you are taken and shaken, that you are given more in 2023 than you were in 2022 to prove that God is present in your trials. God is present in your hard times. He's present when you're on the mountaintop. He's present when you're in the valley. He is greater than everything and anything. And maybe you've allowed for something, a situation, a moment, a sickness, a hardship, to be more than it should be. And you've taken your eyes off the one who can save, the one who can redeem, the one who is mightier than all of these things. Maybe this day, as a believer in Christ, you need to say, Jesus is greater. And you need to bring those worries, those difficulties, those things which just will not let go to the very altar and know that when you bring them to him, he takes them. He takes them because he cares and he loves us and his burden, his yoke is easy. Sometimes we don't. We don't know what to do and we carry all these burdens around and Jesus says, you've never asked me. You've never came to me. You've never brought them to my feet and left them there. And maybe as a believer this morning, as declaring that Jesus is greater than any and all of these things, you need to come to the altar and just be with him. Because I promise you, when you ask, he listens, doesn't he? 
And if Jesus is greater, then today needs to be that day when you put that line in your sand and say, I believe in Jesus. And I believe you can. Let me pray with you this morning. Father God, I just come on this day. ways we put so many things before you. In many ways this world becomes something and something greater than it should be is on our hearts and minds. Our worries, our anxieties, our difficulties, our addictions, all things that get in the way, Father God. God, I pray as we look forward to 2023 and this year, it's more of you and less of us. Father God, as we stand this morning and declare that Jesus, you are greater than all of these things. As we look into Hebrews, Father God, I pray that we take that reminder into our daily lives, into our situations, into our, our place of prayer every day. And we make that declaration day in and day out, day in and day out throughout this year. Father God, I pray this morning if we are here and God, you have not redeemed us, saved us yet because we are unwilling to part with that. God, I pray today is the day that we say yes to you, Jesus. Yes, forgive us. Yes, you are greater. Yes, my sin is there, but God, you are greater than my greatest sin. So God, I thank you for loving me. God, I thank you for forgiving me. God, I thank you for redeeming me. So God, I pray today if there's someone here that needs to know of that salvation, today is the day that they start this brand new year with you. Father God, I pray for all of us who need to make that declaration in our lives that you are greater, Jesus, than anything and everything. God, I pray that today is the day that we're willing to lay everything down at your feet and to trust in you with a trust that maybe we've never done before and a faith that maybe we've never done before. And it might seem like it's uncertain waters, but God, you are certain. You are true. You are mightier and stronger than anything and everything. So, God, I pray today, God, that you call us each unto you. God, it's in your name that we do pray. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. Your time is your most valuable commodity, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share some of it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com or our Facebook page. Both links can be found in the show notes below. Although we would greatly appreciate you leaving this podcast a rating or review, we would be eternally grateful if you would be willing to share it with someone else. We pray you have a God-filled day, and please remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.